Welcome back to the square. I am your host, Curtis the Fifth. And I'm Curtis the Fourth. NFL sucks, ref sucks, everything sucks. <laughs> we'll get into it. Um oh, <laughs> oh god, what a week. Uh bad football was played. I got a ton of picks wrong in the game picks. Uh <laughs> we are officially tied back up. Dry crunch the numbers. Officially, huh? Officially. Uh-huh. Um and got one we got a one game discrepancy, but um We'll talk yeah, about it, and get we'll, we'll get all into it. That's that's for down the line. We I'm have some point. other more egregious BS <laughs> to get to before <laughs> we even touch that on that. You made <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's payback. Um, no, uh, God, this was a this was a tough week to get through. Um, we're gonna recap Week Nine. Uh, gonna spend some time on the very specific game that I think you all are aware of, um, and some other ones that that were quite bad. Um, We'll get into some week 10 news. We'll touch on some mid-season awards uh, and get into that whole jazz. Um, week 10 power rankings, uh, discussing the top 10 as we always do, and we will make our game picks for week 10 as well. So let's dive into it. Let's get into week 9, and let's just get the BS out of the way. Let's get straight to it. Last night, Monday night's game, that was horrible. That was a sham. That was... And we'll get into it in the news section because I, I got some stuff to talk about and get off my chest when it comes to these refs. And I, I don't want to get into the refs too much just yet. Um, I do want to first say congrats to the Steelers for getting a win, uh, being handed a win in, in that regard, five and three. Um, they're they're right in the thick of things right now with, with that AFC North division. Um, but man, the refs screwed over Chicago. Um the refs, I mean, Chicago screwed over themselves as well. Some of those penalties were absolutely legitimate, and it's just that that's mental mistakes that you can't have in a game that 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 is that tight. Yeah. After you have fought so hard emotionally to get back into this game, you just can't make those silly mistakes on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that's where they really missed out on guys like um, Eddie Jackson, uh, Khalil Mack, uh, Alec Ogletree. Um, Danny Trevathan didn't really step up as a leader to kind of take charge. Um, Roquan Smith kind of tried to do it with his play. I mean, he had a he had a pretty fantastic game himself. But the Bears dropped this game twenty seven and twenty nine on a on a last second kick that just was not did not have enough leg on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was true straight down the middle, but he just did not put enough on it. Um, Cairo Santos, that is um, Chris Boswell. Uh, he hit three. Three total uh, field goals, two fifty plus yarders. Um, after missing his um PAT, yeah, that was what he he missed a PAT that uh, made it pretty interesting uh, at that point in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and David Montgomery's first action back off the knee injury looked mighty fine. I will say so myself. <laughs> um, Cole Komet had his kind of coming out party as long as lo- along with Justin Fields having a just a fantastic day just yes. really took charge of this game. And, and he was doing everything he could to put them in positions to win this game. Yeah. It started out very ugly. Oh but, God. Um, the first quarter was horrible. Yeah, but by the time he got to the mid third, he righted the ship and he was kind of rolling. I mean, uh, I mean, had, Hey, I, I'll but, even say that last drive of the first half look was pretty damn impressive. 
it was, and then came the boo, you know, the, 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 the terrible BS. towels started, just started flying all over the place. No, but. the the first <laughs> BS call happened right then and there, where the, uh, who was, was it Cole Komet in the back of the end zone, or was that Jimmy Graham in the back of the end it zone? Was Graham. It was Graham, um, where they call it back off of a, such a borderline, borderline call to call a low block penalty with this new rule that you ca- you can't do any low blocks on in- outside of the tight end box. Oh yeah, but he was out of the box. And he didn't make contact. He they were in the box. They they he didn't make contact with J J uh TJ Watt rather. Mm-hmm. And it had no effect on the play. TJ was never going to get to to Justin Field on that play. No. It, it I mean, it, it is it a stretch to say it just seems like in using that play for the refs, they seem like they over anticipated what they was gonna what they was ready to call as opposed to not even watching the play and you know and then come flat come throw the flags. I know that was a theory that I've that I've heard today on, on the radio. And the funny thing is that NFL radio has been the most like the serious XM NFL radio mm-hmm. I'm speaking of. Uh they have been the biggest criticizers I've seen of Really, of I the refs, didn't which which I which I did not expect when I was on my way into work this morning. You're telling me Jim Miller and um, uh, what's his other name? Pat Kerwin. I think. Pat Kerwin. Yeah. Yes. You say, oh my. Oh well. They, oh no. They might be in office right now. Yeah. No. They were. They they were going after those refs a little bit <laughs> uh, on some of those shield. calls, and and rightfully so. Like that 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 one right there kind of kicked it all off for me. I mean, outside of the fact that the refs weren't calling holding penalties on the one of the worst offensive lines in, in the NFL. I will say they were they were fair about the holding penalties because it was happening on both sides. And they, they weren't calling holding at all this game. I, I don't think I saw a single holding call. You want to know when it all really started? It wasn't you – know, remember the little tussle? I, and I, I – forgive me why I didn't – I'm not getting the defensive player for the Bears right now. Remember they got into the, the little scuffle between the offensive lineman and the Bears defensive oh, player? Oh, Angelo Blackson. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden there was, a, you know, two offsetting penalties. And yeah. You're sitting there watching the entire play unfold, and then you don't throw a flag until finally the the, the Bears defender fights himself off the um the, the, the defender who wouldn't let, us, wouldn't wouldn't let, let his jersey go whatsoever. I'm like, if anything else, I mean, no pun intended. Is that not taunting? <laughs> Just to say, you know what I'm saying? You're not letting the player go. You're not letting, you know, you're saying you're impeding the play or the play to move on to, you know, reset the plays and reset the downs and so on and so forth. But to stand there, I mean, it's, it's clear as day. No one's in your way. You just watched it and then just, you know, there goes the flags. Well, we're going to offsetting penalties. Well, what's the hell is the purpose of the flag? You knew, you know, it's just a waste of damn time yeah. as, as you're ignoring the the initial penalty in itself. It, uh, it, I'm just saying it, it, was it began there and it just oh my god it spiraled it's, out of control and but it's just tough when you're beating yourself and you have to fight the refs and you have to fight the the the, the terrible towels and and playing at Heinz Field like Chicago had every opportunity to come back and win this game and nothing went their way down the stretch. I mean, even on even on the go ahead touchdown, right? Like that entire drive was just every single play was tooth and nail. They had to fight 
to get down the field. There was no, there is no easy. Let's get into a rhythm. Let's hit here. Let's right. hit there. Let's keep it going. Outside of the very last drive where we missed the the field goal, there was no rhythm to the offense because every single time they make a play, flag, whistle, stop, play, go to review. It, it just did every, not. In in nothing went like all positive plays. All positive momentum plays got called back. Every last one of them. And just, it, there was nothing to build off of, which the miracle is how in the hell did they even get 27 points out of this? With a game being officiated Justin the way it was Fields, being officiated. How, man, he's, he, I mean, as much as this game was so hard emotionally <laughs> for me to watch this and to, to figure out how this team got cheated out of a, out of a major, major pivotal win. Mm-hmm. The solace that I take from it is Justin Fields looked fantastic. We have a goddamn quarterback. Like this dude came out and he, uh, all, he outplayed the legend Ben Roethlisberger in a head-to-head matchup. <laughs> he just completely outplayed him in his house. He said the legend. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in in, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, this dude is going to go down. And he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He's he he's been in the league for. God knows how long. Should have been out three years ago, but he's still here. And he, granted, he made some plays last night. He did, but um, he also cost his team. <laughs> and oh, it's just so frustrating to be a look. Bears fan it, it, it 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 look no further. We already stated it. We really don't have to go past the officiating. I mean, to really go into these numbers, it's kind of tainted based on. It was based on what these uh, these refs were doing, and it basically, they was controlling the momentum of the uh, uh, the flow of the game. I mean, they controlled Completely. it from start to finish, and it, it it's the disparity to comes... break this down is so frustrating because it's like nothing was real, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. The nothing. disparity comes from this. Out, huh. I mean, yes, Chicago has one of the, if not the worst, offensive lines. Fair. Same can be said for Pittsburgh. The fact that Pittsburgh only had five for 30, five penalties for 30 negative yards compared to Chicago, 12 penalties for 115 yards. That's not only saying that the penalties themselves were going against Chicago. Mm -hmm. That is clearly yardage wise. There's no way. 115 penalty yards you you can overcome that on top of the fact that if you just if you take that into consideration and you combine it with the with with the offensive numbers from each team you look at chicago had 414 total yards of offense compared to the 280 out of pittsburgh where Pittsburgh had 34 and 34 minutes and 5 seconds of possession and Chicago only had 25 uh 55. Mm-hmm. But Chicago was still able to tie in first downs. Uh they weren't that effective on third down and then you go ahead and you look at the penalty yards and it's 115 to 30. That is a massive disparity. That's an 85 yard difference. So you add you just add 85 yards onto uh Pittsburgh's um uh total yards and you're looking at 365 yards compared to Chicago's 414. It's yeah. Uh 
you already know it's it's virtually a damn near impossible to win when you know when you you got these kind of you getting penalized like this in a game. You lose a game where you average seven point one yards per play. When was the last time we've seen Chicago average seven point one yards per play? Well, shuffle. This is efficient <laughs> football. Right. This was an like this was Chicago squandered the best offensive outing that they've had all season long for one, possibly over the last two, well, definitely over the last two seasons, but even dating back to 2018. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a, this is a rough one. Um, sorry. I just, you, we, we discussed this last night and it just, the, the refs just completely took this game. I mean, it's and took stole. I mean, I don't even know if they ever even gave the bears a chance in this because they, at no point did this did the officiating even out, it um mellow out a bit or anything. It just it was in spite of what's happened. The Bears kept coming, and it's deflating. And that's that's what's you know. I know we're giving our time to this, but this is a hard subject. This is why I wanted to start happened, off with it. Everything we're talking about is just it, it's it's all in vain based on seven six. Refs, I don't know how what um, the crew is seven, eight, nine of them guys just standing around, you know, just ready to just throw the flag the for, I mean, for everything. Wherever the wind blew, flags coming out. You know, man adjusts himself, flag goes out. The man shift just a little bit, man shift a little bit, you know, um, another flag. You know, yeah. it, it looks sideways. You know, um, look at the look at the other team opponents. You know, um, sideline flag. What are you talking about? Incidental bump when I turn around because I don't see you because for whatever reason you standing right in my path. Flag. You know I. You know I don't even know if the two even. Tony Corrente needs to be fr- freaking suspended. The head ref needs to be suspended. I I I I said I said I said to you last night when you called me. I said everybody needed to be fired. I do still believe Tony Corrente needs to be fired for this. Like mm-hmm. this specifically, like. I haven't seen him like most of the time when you have Tony Currency, you're like, okay, it's just a normal rep. Like you're not mm-hmm. expecting anything. Right. This outing specifically, you had no control. Plus, you went out of your way to make contact with um Marsh and and for what reason? Like, you're telling me that that was just an awkward incidental bump when you're flaring out the wing there to try to make contact with them. And when you miss with the wing, you stick your ass out to make sure that you, you trip that? him. He slipped like right up under. Yeah. Him. The like, hell was that? And the defender to his credit, never seen him. He turned. The he opposite turned way. and He was just right there. Right. He turned and he's standing <laughs> and he, right and, there. And the entire time. I mean, outside of the little butt scoot back, he would have never made contact because he was trying to get out of Tony Carinti's way. Tony Carinti was taking steps forward towards the line of scrimmage, and he was like, all right, I'm going to just ride this line straight to my sideline, and he walked straight back into him. And it's like... <sighs> yeah, you... <laughs> this is bad. This, I mean, if anybody's seen this game, um, and this is... <clears throat> Put put fandom aside, and we just talking about strict strictly X's and O's. Take the colors, take the numbers, football, take everything just, away. Right, just you're watching these two sides, black versus white, come in, go head to head, and you get this outcome where you're looking at this game. It was absolutely egregious. Uh, in oh, 
Don't even get me started on protecting the goddamn quarterback because you're going to call a roughing the passer on Ben Roethlisberger when he ba- barely got touched, but then Hold when... On, on a routine tackle. Exactly. But when you have Minka Fitzpatrick drive his shoulder into the back of the head of a Justin Fields who is clearly giving himself up two yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Oh, just because he's athletic and he's a runner, we have to. He he gets no protection outside of the pocket. All right, fine. He's a runner. What about the next play or two plays later when he threw the ball and I don't even know who that defensive lineman is who comes around the corner and takes five extra steps to hit and lay out Justin Fields, but then not get any sort of a call on that either. No flags, no whistles, no nothing. They just keep playing. The and left it, tackle, I, like, I felt bad for the left tackle because he made the block. He fought, like the, the left t- tackle, I think that was Wilkinson. Finally, they had finally protected Justin Fields. They mm-hmm. made the perfect play. They let Justin Fields have the amount of time that he needed to get the ball out and get the ball moving down the field. They do all of that just for the defensive lineman to hit him anyway, and mm-hmm. he's looking at the ref like, I did my job. You do yours, throw the damn flag, in, or get this guy out of the game because that was a cheap shot. Yeah. And for Justin Fields to look over, say, and he kind of did the Joe Burrow. I'm not getting that call tonight. Whatever, screw it. <laughs> right. And he went down, and they scored anyway. But the refs did not protect Justin Fields last night. They did not. They weren't fair and impartial. They. It... I know. Breed, breed. Um, we were robbed. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, if you're an NFL fan, you were robbed. And I, you know, you could be like, I don't really care, and this and that. Okay. Just understand. This so, happens. This is if you don't get upset about this. This is at some point going to happen to your team. Exactly. And this is why I have been pounding my desk every day for us to have refs be full-time freaking employees of the NFL so they can get the damn training that they need in the offseason. Yeah. So crap like this doesn't happen, and you can hold them accountable. Because you can't... They're part-time employees and that are getting paid $200,000 a goddamn year to go out and do this on Monday Night Football? Yeah. This, they could have saved it. Yeah, this was a waste. Um, what was a good game? Yeah, ruined. That was completely deflated at the end. Like you got to be kidding me! I just wasted three hours of my life watching nonsense. Not you know, and I don't you know, I don't know any any self respecting NFL fan who comes who either sits on their couch on Monday nights or you know flip the bill to pay these expensive tickets to go out to these stadiums and risk their you know health and safety and so on and so forth to watch something like this. This. I mean a complete debacle of officiating, and then, and that's the and that's the sad part. It's supposed to be talking about football, and all we're talking about is the officiating because you can't exactly. really even talk about football because they completely robbed the game from the fans. You know, literally, I don't know what the agenda was or what the or who this is in favor of ultimately. But damn, it would if you can't say that if if this isn't obvious, I don't know what is. Yes, I. You know. We'll get more into the refs later because I, I have a way of fixing this whole thing. I, I have written out a full game plan for it, so we'll we'll talk about that in the next segment. Got it. Um, let's discuss some other less emotionally draining games. <laughs> um, let's go back to Thursday. Colts 
dominate the Jets. Uh, this was much, a much different game than what the last uh, score kind of says. 45-30. to 30. The Jets were never in this game. They got two touchdowns in garbage time. They were completely ramrodded uh, by, by the Colts here. Um, Jonathan Taylor looked fantastic. Did you see Jonathan Taylor's stat line? Mm-hmm. Rushing-wise, specifically, 19 carries. He had less than 20 carries and still got 172 yards. And two touchdowns. Absolutely. Razan, congrats to you. He carried you. Um, <laughs> got a win on my... Uh, I already knew my week was over when I saw that on Thursday. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he played fantastic. And then, I mean, in his uh, passing stats, I mean, two for 28. Uh, I mean, two targets, and, and he got a 20-yard uh, reception out of it. So he he, he kind of dices him up in both aspects. Naheem Hines had himself a day, six carries, 74 yards, and a touchdown himself. Uh, this, this was arguably, I just want to say quickly, this was arguably for me one of, if not the best game that I, I was able to see and witness. Hmm. And, I mean, that's saying a lot because I'm not a big fan of Thursday night games at all. But this no. one, I was more into this one than I probably was in any other one on Sunday. And specifically, I was into it last night on Monday, but that wasn't the game at all. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, best game of the week. I mean, arguably, man. Uh, I think there's one game I, that might have been most better. Exciting. That was definitely most exciting. I don't know if it's the best. I mean, best is subjective. You, well, yeah. I, when you're looking at good football, I mean, uh, I did like the like, I did like to see the good football played by uh, Indianapolis, but uh, the Jets didn't show up to play, so. <laughs> Jets, what do you mean? That's one thing. But I'm telling like there's some games that were that were pretty close, tightly contested, and they both sides played fairly well. You got the Chargers versus the Eagles, yeah. um, Ravens versus the Vikings. Those were good games. Um Yeah. I mean, arguably Chicago Pittsburgh was a good game if you take out the refs. Literally, that- you play that game without refs, that game is, is one of the best games of the week. Yes, we would have had a <laughs> wonderful group. Rookie sensation come from behind victory, you know, and that would have began, you know, I think officially the Justin Fields era, you know, on a positive note. But yeah, I mean, I think it's starting out. I mean, he's going to have he's going to have some calluses on him. Yeah, he's going to come out and be pissed off. And and, and not to say that this is a good thing, because this this I don't want to spend too much time going back onto this. But this is things like this happening are not good for the NFL. Games like Chicago versus Pittsburgh on a Monday night primetime game are not good for the NFL. No, but not not, not for what they just displayed. They may want to, you know, tuck and hide that away somewhere in a twelve o'clock game. Yet, you know, Sunday on Sunday afternoon. No, you can get away with it then. When, but when everybody's watching, that's not okay. Exactly. Um, Cleveland looks like they're a real team without Odell. Forty-one to sixteen, absolutely dominated the Cincinnati Bengals in this game. So that is going to be uh, one of the. That's going to be a statement game for Cleveland. Um, they're coming out there. They've got themselves a a a quarterback who had damn near perfect game. Hmm. Um, Nick Chubb, what they ride their offense through. Um. And Donovan Peoples, Donovan Peoples Jones, and Jarvis Landry will just carve you up. Especially, I mean, I just don't understand how they're doing it without Odell. Um, the same way they've been doing it when he was on the team. Um, 
Well, they haven't been doing it with him on the team. That's what I'm saying. He The first three weeks, he wasn't there. They played fantastic football. He comes back. The team completely falls apart. He's now back on, back out of the lineup, and they had one of their best games of the season. Uh, true. <laughs> I'm waiting on the um the thirty for thirty. You know, yeah. I, we need to get some so information on there. You know, or you know, hard knocks next year or something. Something explain what the hell something's going on more deeper than anything that I speculated. But there's actually obviously his situation there was toxic at some point. Not saying that Odell Beckham was toxic, but just. That was not a good marriage <laughs> between him and Cleveland. And oh. this Baker Mayfield, and I'm nothing against Baker Mayfield, but they are they couldn't be more him and Odell more um you couldn't compare them anything closer than oil and water. They don't mix at all. And I've seen it for, I've been watching it for several years and I've been saying it from day one because it's the Odell Beckham. I'm like, for him to have a drop off, it's like we could have a couple of bad games. But when I seen a whole season, second season go by, he now he's injured and I, Something's wrong over here because there was never an urgency to get him going at any point of his um, tenure here. My question is, why did they trade for Odell if they were going to use him in that way? I mean, obviously, Hugh Jackson didn't fit over there. It just wasn't working. Um, Freddie Kitchens was a horrible hire. So those are two failed seasons right there. Nothing else. It could have been nothing more than a PR move at the time. I don't get it. It just doesn't make sense to me why you would go out of your way to ha- hamper your franchise there. Um, arguably the biggest upset of the week, Denver taking on Dallas and walking into Jerry World and absolutely spanking. We can argue that. That's a big one, but I don't think it's the biggest. But, yeah, okay. I mean, it's, it, it does <laughs> oh, make okay. the list. Oh, okay, I do know there's it one, does make one the bigger than that. Yeah, there's two. Yeah. There's two out there two that, that's going right. To that rivals is. I'll put it that There's way. one that's absolutely pick, bigger than pick, this. <laughs> pick, pick any of the three, but that's one. I don't I'm know what the third one is. Oh, fair. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> no secrets here. Monday night game. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Technically, it wasn't an upset, but... um, Yeah. By technicality. Yeah. But Denver looked good, finally. First time this season, they looked good. Teddy Bridgewater, and this is the Teddy Bridgewater I've been talking about. That he, because he didn't do anything special. I mean, he had 250 yards for one touchdown. He was 19 for 28 passing. Shameless plug. Is this the same Teddy Bridgewater you tried to trade to somebody in the league that just refused to get him, took a lesser deal, and lost? Yes. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Same Teddy Bridgewater. You know who you are, sir. (laughs) Um. And then Tim Patrick, I, I've I've been talking about Tim Patrick being quietly one of the best third option wide receivers in the NFL. I mean, granted, right now he's a number two option, being that uh, oh, Jerry Judy been, and he, Cortland Sundin. I, I dabbled with him a couple times yeah. this year, and yeah, and he he's he's a real he's deal. A real deal. <laughs> I was like, he's that dude over there. So they they have three three stud wide receivers and KJ Hamler. We'll see. You know, it's but I think they just got a really nice. Kitchen Hamlin's not the fourth option. No offense. I'm talking about a <laughs> for the wide receiver designation. But with that being, and I was and I digress. But I will. I I mean, they just have a very nice receiving core. Added, no offense. You know, yeah. With COVID right now, but you know. well, yeah. But when he is playing, he's, when he, when he's, he's in the pretty, game. pretty nice. Um, 
No, I think that they they had a fantastic game. That is a defense that we have been talking about quietly being a sleeper defense that's going to be tough to score against. But, gosh, Dallas's offense just completely fell apart. You see mm. Zeke goes out for a little bit, and they can get nothing going. They weren't able the, – the, the plays drawn up on fourth down uh, early in the game, mm. I think, is what killed Dallas. You had one fourth down – the play just didn't make sense. Why? It, I'm not even going to get into it. It just was a bad play call, and you knew you weren't going to get that first down based off of that play, so that one's chalk. Mm-hmm. The next one is just a bad throw by Dak because he's just trying to make something happen, and it's like, okay, is this kind of how this game is going to go? And you can see that it's that, that doubt starts to creep in, mm-hmm. and they're just like, okay, we just got we, we to gotta play, play to just – Play to halftime, make it respectable, and we'll 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 come back out in, in the second half and see what we can do. When you're when you keep saying that, and then you say, okay, well, let's just get to the fourth quarter and we'll we'll, we'll change something up here, and we'll no let let's get to the last two minutes. No, let's <laughs> you just keep saying it, and it's just like okay, at some point you got to show up, and they did in the last what twenty two minutes, two two and a half minutes, yeah, they scored two touchdowns. <laughs> you want to spot a team nineteen? I mean, if you that bad. They all. spotted them thirty. Oh, they got them the fourth. Uh, they, yeah, they did. <laughs> I'm, I'm going. I was, I was based on your going yeah. into the fourth quarter, but yeah, okay. When I last looked, uh, I don't know Dallas. When they looked around, I didn't see a Chiefs arrowhead symbol on anything on their uniforms. And that well, they did have that special stripe for salute to service weekend. Uh, with, yeah, okay. So with that, <laughs> I, yeah, it did not work. So <laughs> it was just one of those, you can't, you can't, you got to give yourself an opportunity to win the game. And yeah. what the hell? I mean, why did they come out? I didn't see the game. I just couldn't understand what I was looking at as I was following stat tracking the, um, the game. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on with Dallas's offense? And like I what said, is going on with their defense? Because well, the defense. This is and this is what I think I was saying earlier mm-hmm. this season, and they they have been playing above what that defensive talent level is all season long, right? And it's kind of one of those Stephen A's just waiting to, for an accident to happen to this to this defense to completely just fall apart. But this really, I this really affected the offense. I think I think those two fourth downs early in the game. They just gave up after that. Mm. They're like, okay, it's not working on in in these situations. Nah, we because they they weren't like fourth and seven, fourth and fifteen. They they weren't anything crazy. It was fourth and one and like fourth and three, like very like literally what you're supposed to do is just turn around, hand the ball to Zeke. That's three yards. He'll fall for three yards. Like, I, th- I think that's where they were just like, okay, they're they're not gonna let us have those. And okay, do we keep just trying it, or do we switch it up? And they, I guess, I guess they just really never chose a direction to go mm-hmm. when their initial game plan failed. What was their initial game plan? I mean, they were driving the ball early. I mean, it wasn't like the ball, like they were getting stuck at their own 20. I mean, they were in plus territory in both of these situations. They were driving the ball just like, okay, fourth down. We're not going to just give up on our drive. We're not just going to punt the ball to you. We're mm-hmm. going to make sure you feel this pressure. And that's why they kept going for it on fourth down. I get the idea, but if you're going to do that, you have to come up with better play calls on fourth down. Right. <sighs> yeah. But uh, with that, Denver. Congrats, Congrats, they did, did not 
I know we got them slated last in the AFC West, but they are trying to be a tough out here. I still do. And they are, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Didn't say that they wouldn't. Yeah. They're, they're, I'm saying they're prolonging it inevitable here. Yeah. At this five and four, which is like, are you seriously got five wins? But my point being is they just prolonging it inevitable here. And it's like, look, eventually y'all going to continue well, to fall. But I mean, they did. I hanging. will say there might be an opportunity for them to grab third place in this division. And we'll talk about it in a okay. second with, with who I think will slip. But, okay. yeah, I think Den- I, Denver does have a now open door at that third spot. But anything higher than that, they like they have they can have aspirations for that seven seed wild card spot. Anything higher than that is just you, you are uh, Icarus. Just you're, you're trying to fly way too close to the sun. You're not getting there. <laughs> uh, so but. Congrats! This is a big win for them, and and for a young team, that that is a statement win. So that that I will give them all the props in the world for that. But I do think this is an anomaly. I do think I think it's an anom- an anomaly in the sense that Dallas's offense is not going to look like that for the rest of this season. No, and every defensive every wise, they might. Could be. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be like this. Yeah, but considering what they've been able to sustain the majority of this year. Yeah, they defense is obviously much improved. I mean, it's much harder to get worse. So I was, I mean, they had to be thirty two last year. I mean, they had to be thirty two for the last thirty years. And I mean, and and Houston probably took thirty one. So they just sold up. Texas just sold up the bottom. (laughs) But with that being said, every team is going to have a is susceptible to having a game or two like this per season. Uh, we're going to get into a couple of upsets. We'll prove that. It's exact but, same thing. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, but this was one of them, and which was funny because I was following it for a moment, and then when I came back hours later, I'm like, "Did they get 16 points from?" I was the last done. two drives I of the game. It was yeah. 30 nothing. I'm like, "Like, I, I got to walk away from." I thought game. it was too. I mean, I got guys on on that team for, for on my right. fantasy team, and I was like, "Okay, it's a wrap." I walked away. I look, come back, and look. I was like, "Oh, Dak's got 18 points." <laughs> Got them two quick touchdowns or some. I mean, garbage time. Yeah. Complete garbage time touchdowns. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I know it's kind of hard when they like getting <laughs> they, they're getting upset at home, but yet they're still trying to play for pride. You know. Yeah. You know, just we got to salvage something. But yeah, theoretically, still was garbage time. No, it was no, it was not theoretically. That was a hundred percent garbage time for them. Uh. Because they did get uh, Mike McCarthy got in a little bit of hot water for even having him still out there for those last couple of drives. At that point, it's like you, you're not scoring thirty freaking points in six minutes. Like <laughs> McCarthy was not taking a blowout. So no, he refused. <laughs> I mean, they made it respectable with those last ones. Anybody who hadn't watched the game and and hadn't been following the game and saw, oh, thirty to sixteen. There's, I wonder when it all fell apart. It fell apart at the beginning. So exactly. get that first half and that. Whole different game. Yeah. But. All right. But speaking of Texas, Houston goes on the road to take on the Miami Dolphins, the battle of the trashiest teams in the NFL right now. Power rankings thirty one versus thirty two. Uh there is a seven game losing streak on the line uh for both teams here that they both wanted to snap and the home team pulls it off. And I think that was the only reason why you picked Miami in this game was because they were the home team. Does it matter when you get it right? Yeah, you got it right. Seventeen to nine, trash game. Any factor that matter. <laughs> I guess I didn't take into consideration that Jacoby Brissett was going to be the quarterback and not Tua Tagovailoa. So, it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> could have been Mike White. Yeah. Oh God. Junior. So I've been like, yep, going with my end because they're at home. <laughs> Didn't have much to go off of this. I mean, we kind of discussed it last week. wasn't well, wasn't much to this. No. Just, man, flip a coin. Seriously. Exactly. I don't. I take no solace in. Ooh, I got this pick right. Okay. It was a 50-50. You picked the home team, and I we mean, moved on. I literal 50-50, <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah, Either way. Didn't. I don't think anybody watched this, even if you were in Miami. Complete toilet bowl. Um, Atlanta takes on the New Orleans Saints last week, uh, and they pull off an emphatic 27-25 win. This one hurt because, man, Trevor Simeon tried to make himself look like a starting quarterback in the NFL in the fourth quarter of this game. And Matt Ryan decided to Matt Ryan and and be just I'm a fall apart in the Super Bowl type Matt Ryan in the fourth memo. quarter and then all of a sudden last five minutes of the game Matt Ryan's like you know what I'm Maddie freaking Ice you know what I got Cordell freaking Patterson on the outside over here <laughs> I'm gonna make them pay and goes out there You're and like, you know he has the nerve to step out of the out out of the out of bounds line like. Dude, he couldn't keep his balance. Man, take a V eight or something. I'm like, what is all this running to the side? He equilibrium is completely off. Like, what is wrong with you? Had to, he had to do that whole like circus contor- contortionist grab. I watched him like, look at this dude. He can't. It just looked like a you know. He's tall. He's too tall to be a You've running back. You've seen it on the highway at some point. Somebody has to take the <laughs> take the breathalyzer test and go walk the. Oh my god, dude! You're going to jail. <laughs> Hey, they got the field goal. Young young Oku coming out there just drilling it straight down the middle to get the win there and to crush all of the souls in, in New Orleans there. In in the Superdome. That's the, I think that's the other big thing. This was this was in New Orleans. And that fan base was getting they were it was loud in that stadium is at it, the end. Is it really uh uh just just throw it hear me out. Is it really an advantage when they're two dome teams? I'm just saying, like, dude, is there really an advantage at that point for them? No, I think there is because it is, it's a difference in the fan bases. Atlanta's transient fan base it doesn't really get up at Mercedes-Benz State it, until it's until it's really about like about a road? concert, right? Like they you, that that stadium does not get loud. You're not really like the the fans aren't really a factor in that stadium. Whereas wow. in the Superdome. I mean, there's no shot. I mean, just you guys don't get loud in Atlanta. No, like, I know. I, I, <laughs> until you see Quavo come out, you're not getting excited for for, for Matt Ryan and in Kyle Pitts and in Cordell Patterson. They just say, aren't. If it ain't got anything to do with the Braves, it's, <laughs> unfair. There's uh, no excitement. I'm no. I'm saying this is historically. Yeah. No. You I get. I get you. I've I've seen many of Hulk games in the '90s in the heyday. Exactly. Golf claps. Yes. You know, like, what in the world? This is why y'all the AFC getting trounced out in three games to the Chicago. You know, so. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. And moving on. That That's all it but is. The Atlanta I, fan base, yeah, it's very transient. Nothing wrong with that. I get it. But it's like the Miami fan base. Until they're in the playoffs, they're not going to be excited about it. Yeah. It's just, it's it's a very hit or miss, you know, hey, you got nothing to do tonight. Let's go. Little Falcons game. Exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> You know, like, okay, get the tickets right at the gate. Yeah. Really? You know, like. I, I, I mean, it's, again, it's not a shot. It's just yeah. that, that, but also that team hasn't given you a reason to really be that excited since Absolutely. 2016. Not even. So. That, that's stupid. Don't even. Yeah. Don't but, even but I that. think that's the difference yeah. between the Saints, the, 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 the Atlanta yes. fans and the Saints fans. Because Saints, they show up no matter what is going on. 
I got I you now you answer this for me. Which one is the bigger stat here? The the, the, the shocker of shockers. Trevor Simeon's 249 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns, you know, no interceptions, got a sack, whatever. Um and I mean resurging him his career basically is yeah. showing like I belong and I'm here. Or we going to the other side. Mike Davis leading rusher. Yeah. 9 for 13 yards and they still win the game. <laughs> well, yeah. What the hell? Um, that, that's I'm only saying that to New Orleans defense like what happened and how or oh, how did this happen on y'all watch? Because wow. I know I am not you know, big on, you know, you know, I don't really have a feel per se as to tendencies as to what New Orleans would do from week in and week out, which I don't. However, if I knew, if I didn't know anything else, the only consistent thing that I've seen over there was that defense. Yeah. Like, it's not the greatest defense. It's not the worst defense, but it's a very good, solid defense regardless. And what the hell? Well, it was specifically it was it was Cordell Patterson to Matt Matt Ryan to Cordell Patterson hookup was what diced up this New Orleans defense. I mean, look at I mean six receptions for 126 yards. Beautiful. I mean, 64 of those came off of one play for sure, but right. still, I mean that means for the other five that's another 60 yards, that's which a solid is game for anybody. Five for 60 in receiving, like for for a running back. But that's on the receipt. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, but yeah, he's a, he, he's a dual threat. I yeah, know. Right. Um, I mean, I'm just saying he started as a receiver, but yeah. well, they, well, even when he was in Minnesota, they were, they were toying with the. No, oh, yeah. Him I mean, from day one, they've been doing it, and then Chicago they wouldn't throw it. him the ball; they would just jet sweep him. <laughs> and then Chicago wouldn't use him as a receiver and use him solely as a running back. And then Atlanta got smart and said, "We'll do both." Yeah, you know, kudos Atlanta, because I mean, good lord. Yeah, I was. Uh, I think I said those. it last week or the week before, but uh, Chicago losing him that was actually pretty big this off season. I, I, I was upset about so. that. That <laughs> I'm upset now because I didn't care at the time. Because I, you know, at the time the way well, they were using him, I'm like, you know what, you, you keep him, don't keep him. You know, it didn't matter. But I saw the potential, and then they also didn't go super hard to go get like a Kenny Galladay or. Or or Chris Godwin or any of those guys, they they didn't go out of their way to make sure that they got another guy. That's when I was like, okay, you didn't go get your number one options, and then the dude that you did have on the roster who already knows the playbook, you let him walk too. What are we doing? But we need another guy. <laughs> Come on, we goddamn sure could have used him last night. Not gonna get into it. No, uh, we got that <laughs> other guy. His name is Justin Fields. Gonna be two and three. Players. I'm talking about another weapon for him to throw to. Justin Fields gonna have a play where he throw it to himself. True, you'll see. <laughs> it's gonna be a flea flick. Oh, but David Montgomery in the Wildcat, that was nice to see last night. You know, David Montgomery on the field is just nice to oh, see. Oh God, in general. yes, you're right. I, you know, I, I'm so having right. to be an I, apologist. You know at what this I'm pissed off though. about about that though is Matt Nagy, stop freaking lying to me. I could have played him this damn week. <laughs> Yeah, when they were toying away with like, you know, we don't know if he's gonna be on a you know snap count. We don't know how much we'll use him. We'll just get him a couple of reps out there. Well, no, no, it wasn't even that. They were it was it was a game time freaking decision to play him in the first place. And I was sitting here like, okay, well now all the reports are you're leaning towards sitting him for this week. So I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just gonna go with my guys on Sunday. And then Monday at three o'clock when I'm ready to clock out of work, I turn. I looked at just check my notifications one more time. 
David Montgomery activated for for fo- Monday Night Football. Will play. Will be the starting running back, and will will not be on any sort of a pitch count. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, like you uh, knew he was healthy then. Yeah, <laughs> any Khalil Herbert owners, man, we got robbed. Yeah, four carries. That's all. <laughs> Where okay, just like the Kareem Hunt thing. I'm I'm just I'm just saying it's a mystery. Where in the hell did Damian Williams carries go? And what play? What what did that get contributed well, Williams, to? I think he was he was out last night. No, 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 no I understand. Yeah. Where did his carries go? I didn't ask where oh, Damian gotcha, Williams gotcha. go. Gotcha. I don't care where he went. <laughs> where did his carries go? And just like Kareem Hunt's carries, where are they? All of them, they I don't see an uptick for uh, Montgomery or for Nick Chubb in these in this respective aspect. I'm and I'm not seeing a whole lot happening on the passing game. You know, on the passing side is making me say, okay, I can see where that where they're Man, miss me. uh, Justin Fields did throw for the most times that I think we've seen him throw all season. 29 passes, so, I mean. He threw a lot, I think, in that that Tampa game, if I'm not mistaken. Fair. I mean. We don't have the actual number, so we don't have to get into that. And I don't know how we got from Atlanta back to Chicago, but, hey. (laughs) Cordell Patterson is the link. Cordell Patterson. (laughs) There it is. Okay. Cordell. Sorry, Cordell. Cordero. Cordero. Cordero Patterson. Dude, what is your name? (laughs) (laughs) How do you really who is Felipe Frank? I'm sorry. I've just I've just seen that. Just this game though was so weird because it was like it this was a shift uh, of momentum multiple times in the fourth quarter where it was all Atlanta going into the fourth quarter, then 15 minutes all the way down to five. That was 10 minutes. It was all New Orleans, and then boom. Right at the end, right at the very end, it was a, it was a kick from young young Oku that took it right back. Well, it was the pass to Cordero Patterson uh, from Matt Ryan, and then boom, I know, the kick. and I know we we slam Atlanta a lot. <laughs> However, they <laughs> have some very nice weapons. I have to really say, if if there was any out of like the Jacksonville's, the mm-hmm. Jets, the you know the the Lions, this is the team I'm most impressed with out of the four that. I think they got the most potential of turning their ship around the fastest. You know? Well, yeah, because you just got to replace the quarterback. Yes. And Matt Ryan is serviceable in the meantime, but I, yeah, they should be. <laughs> they need, a, they need to address the quarterback, and they need to address, address their defense for sure. I do you one better. Teddy Bridgewater is in Atlanta. I like that. Because all they need is a game manager. And then you can continue building what you need to build. You don't have to go get a young quarterback. You got a seasoned vet sitting there that Denver is not interested in. I know we even got into a whole new segment here. But I'm just saying <laughs> that. However, I digress. I uh, just want to say quickly, shout out to Mark Rat, uh, Mark Ingram, 9 for 43. Yeah. That is impressive. I'm like, where have you been, sir, since week one? He needed he needed Sean Payton. That's what it is. Man, he needed to be back need, with Sean Payton. Oh, my God. Houston, stop. <laughs> stop. Yeah, you're killing Baltimore, me. stop. You, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, he did a good pre, Baltimore. I'm, I'm finished. That last year. Free Philip Lindsay, please. Not David, not David Johnson. Philip yeah, Lindsay. Yeah, hold on to David Johnson. Philip Lindsay, please. Because the, the man <laughs> he has. He is not re signing there. He, he has a, a career. He has a. I mean, he has so many years ahead. I mean, he just. Oh, my God. Wait. He has so much life to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Lindsay, just rest. Get healthy. <laughs> Don't worry about an audition. Dude, you're in Houston. Everybody would understand. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> Vegas drops a ugly game to the Giants. 16-23. to 23. The Giants pull out the victory. Xavier McKinney, I guess, MVP of this game. Two picks off of – I mean, and I think I told you this over the phone. 
uh, when when I was watching this game. This was the New York Giants defense getting after Vegas's offense more than this was just mental mistakes from Derek Carr. Like they were making them think that they had wide open passes, and Xavier McKinney was just like, "Nope, I tricked you on that one. Ha, got you again." Like <laughs> just straight up toying with 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 uh, Derek Carr in this game. Oh, uh, so no, it's just what I'm. I feel like the Giants are a team that, yeah, this was a good game. Vegas, this was ah, this one's tough. I, I really don't have. To like, there's no much. There's not really any synopsis to base base this game on. It's just that this is bad game from Vegas defensively for sure. But then also just Derek Carr. You got to be better at at trying to disguise some things and making making some of these defense defensive backs put them on their heels because you're just throwing the ball up and handing it to them basically. Yeah, especially uh, late. I, I I'm I see two of the same. Same teams, you know. It just one in the AFC. One in, they remind. There's oh my god, these two teams are so similar to me. Where I never want to pick them. I never. Yeah. But I'm not surprised when they win a game. You know, it's they have good quality. I mean, for New York, they have nice offensive weapons. They don't have any chemistry. They don't have an offensive line really. They have a suspect quarterback. But have some very nice skilled position players outside of that, Dude and they, they have, have a, suspect a quarterback. sneaky, suspect, okay, average, okay to average defense that can show up from time to time. I understand that you just, yeah, this was one of those games where no, I, this is an Xavier McKinney career game to me. I can see that just took all the life out of Vegas and in, in, in late in this game, um, <laughs> just made sure that they didn't they, they didn't have a chance at getting back into it. And and yeah, and since this Gruden situation, none of we don't know who Vegas is now. Oh God, they, Vegas they, is they don't have an identity. We'll not, talk about that in a right, second. They're too. not crap. They just don't have an identity. But yeah. I I'll let you take it. I digress from that. No, I have something to say about Vegas in our next segment. Um okay. there, there's a bit going on over there. Um so we'll get into that in, in later. But congrats to the Giants. You're right there in the thick of things in in, in the NFC East, so <laughs> just, you can get that 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 second place spot, no problem. Uh, so that's that. Uh, Patriots absolutely dominate the Panthers, um, and it looks like Sam Darnold might be losing his job pretty soon. He came out there 172 yards uh, for in three interceptions on on 16 to 33 passing. Um, Stevenson from uh, New England, he came out and absolutely took over the game. Ten carries for 62 yards, really just being that uh, pacing back, really the pace car, making sure that that clock continues to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's return game, again, these injury reports are just straight-up lies until Sunday uh, to me. So I get it four now. receptions for 54 yards. Um, and what did he do rushing-wise? Not enough. Not enough. 14 carries for 52 <laughs> yards. Um, no touchdowns, but, hey, a serviceable game. I mean, oh, yeah. he looks solid. 18 carries for 106 total yards. You'll take that. Um, so my only thing is, is why the hell is Chuba Hubbard only getting three carries and one uh, or two targets? So, And this is it, – it, it speaks to what they've been doing basically since week four. 
just tail spinning, trying to figure it out, trying, you know, and it seems now what seems to be consistent is Matt Rule obviously likes a featured back offensive system. Yeah, he doesn't want to run a dual system. No matter who it is, it's like it's one guy and so that's what I took from that where that's no knock to Chuba Hubbard. Y'all have two solid running backs on your team. At this point, though, it's just like I feel like from what we've seen from Chuba Hubbard as Christian McCaffrey's been out both this year and last year, I think he's too much of an asset to either not use or not trade away and get compensation Mm -hmm. back for because if you're if you're going to run a single running back system, you can get a serviceable backup. Just about. I mean, we just saw Adrian Peterson come off the damn street and and look pretty damn good. So and Mike Davis last year. So. Exactly. So go ahead, go find one of those other guys, whether it's in the uh in the draft or in free agency. Get get one of the the old vet heads uh to come in and, and make sure that you have somebody for when uh. Christian McCaffrey goes down because it's at this point it feels like a and when he's going down, not a if he's going down. Exactly. And he has fifty four yards receiving. Lead led, led the team in receiving. And that's fine. Led the team but in the fact too. that you have this dual threat, this is where you can exploit and utilize Chuba Hubbard to his his strength. Let him carry the the heavy down, the heavy workload, preserve Christian McCaffrey. Continue to use them in a passing game, and you have a dual. You have two threats on the field at the same time, and I mean, because I mean, let's get real. They have they have severely fallen behind on the progression of Terrence Marshall Jr. this year. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen this year. The complete miss on my part. However, very excited about this guy going forward in the future years. And then you have the Robbie Anderson. The <laughs> Robbie Anderson experiment has went south, yeah. and. DJ Moore, serviceable. You mean he's getting double he's, he's, teamed on every play? Right. He's very, really very solid play. I'm just saying he's putting a serviceable effort out there. Yeah. But he needs help. And that's the point. And Terrence Marshall Jr. is just not – he's a rookie. He's not ready yet. And with this new quarterback that is struggling, <laughs> it's not going to help that situation. But my point is use CMC to your advantage where you can actually keep this guy on the field as opposed to you're going to just keep – going to go right back to square one. And like you said, it's not if, it's when. And – I'm putting the clock on it. So we in week 10. By week 13, I think he's going back down. Oh in some God. way, shape, or form. Okay. Let's run it out there. When is their bye week? Or do they already have it? Uh, I think it passed. I th- I'm, I'm, I want to say it did, but I want to make sure it's not one of those like week 14 buys or something like that. Um, of course, ESPN doesn't show me this. No, you can never jump around there quickly. <laughs> uh, 13. Yeah, Week so, 13, that's yeah. what I thought. They still have their bye coming up. So that's 10, 11, there's still three more weeks. So I wanna, I, I'm throwing it out there. Yeah, he will be out week 13. You're right. Okay. <laughs> what an injury. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I, I said bye week 13. I, I didn't say on week 13. <laughs> I just think I, the, the, I will say New England... <sighs> This team is just, they're sneakily, they're right there in the hunt. I think they currently right now do have the seventh seed if the if the playoffs started today. Um, so th- this is a team that sneakily, they can get one on you. And this, this team, as much as we talk about uh, all these other teams being a tough out in like Philadelphia, Atlanta, Denver at this point, uh, a few other teams out there, 
of just being tough teams to play and in, in teams that are not just a cakewalk from week to week. Mm-hmm. New England is one of those teams as well, where it's just like, yeah, they might have a rookie at quarterback, but this dude is going to make sure that you pay, whether it's with this dink and dunk stuff or just going out there and making a play here or there to put you over the top. So, um, yeah, that, that that's a tough team to play against. They tied for seven with um, – I'm not sure who has a tiebreak between them, Cleveland, and Kansas City. So, Gotcha. I don't want to presume they have the tiebreaker. I have no idea who would have it. Definitely, it either is going to have. I to think be it would be City. New England has it. Is it? It, it, it was going to say it has to be Kansas City or um, New England because Kansas City already beat Cleveland in a head to head. So, yes, New England has a tiebreaker currently over Cleveland and Kansas City based on best win percentage in conference games. Got it. So, not factoring Murderer's Row at all. We're not going to factor that. Because I know New England just played every top division play team, <laughs> you know, and Bill we'll Belichick just defied the later. odds. Relax. No, that didn't happen. Relax. <laughs> um, let's jump to the next one. Congrats to New England, by the way. Again, just got to make sure we give them their props. Uh, this one, I think, is the upset of the damn week. Jesus Christ. The Bills, six freaking points against the Jaguars. Put up nine to get the win. Not a single touchdown scored in this game. We briefly lost uh, Trevor Lawrence in this game. Uh, Josh Allen for the Jacksonville Jaguars was the one who was kind of the MVP of this game. He was always around the damn football. Uh, And Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills looked like Josh Allen in his rookie year. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, like this Allen kid that we used to call. Who is this? Yeah. God, this game was horrible. There was ever a game that you had to drop. And I had to really put my life on it and just seal it. This, this is a done deal. We're good. You know, just I think money. We took Buffalo and the points. Checks in the mail. <laughs> oh my god! Exactly. I, <laughs> what the hell happened? I'm like, just like I'm. I'm not pissed. I'm just. I'm confused. Like I'm not. A, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I. I mean. Every time I'm ready to say, I'm, I'm I'm just like, man, I am really worried. I'm already seeing a debacle happen in Kansas City. It, it, the, crink, the kingdom is crumbling from the back. <laughs> <laughs> the back of the kingdom is starting to crumble, you know, and they're getting infiltrated right now. And in the midst of all of this, okay, Buffalo, y'all obviously are the, the next team up and ready to just move and state your, you know, plant your flag and just we that team. Yeah. And, and now two of the last four weeks, it's like, what? This one? Come on. Which is funny because this is also, I think on Twitter, it's been considered this is Buffalo's bye month. They had their bye week a few weeks ago. They had the New York Jets, I think. Was it New York Jets last week? Uh, Yeah. Uh, with them. No, New York Jets are next week. They had somebody last week that was just a cakewalk. Um, they had the Jacksonville Jaguars this week, and so it was just like it was cakewalk. Dolphins. <clears throat> Dolphins. So it was just cakewalk after cakewalk after cakewalk and a bye week in there as well. And now it's just like, okay, wow. You, you, how do you drop this game? But it, it comes down to, I think, the Bills never got the. I know Zach Moss goes down in this game. 
But you still got Devin Singletary, or is Devin Singletary down too? No, he came back. He came back. Okay, so you got Devin Singletary. You got Stephon Diggs. You got Emmanuel Sanders. You have all of these weapons. You got Cole Beasley. Use one of them as a running back. Use one of them in the jet sweep. Todd Sweeney. Like, you got (laughs) Sweeney Todd. Go ahead, throw him out there. (laughs) Gabriel Davis, that, you know... Is the handcuff to um, Dawson Knox, if anybody didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just at this point, I'm like, what the heck? How were you not able to get it, – it's literally the fact that they don't have a run game. That needs to be their number one uh, thing that they address this offseason because they've got the defense figured out clearly. <laughs> they've, got, they, they've got the passing game figured out when Josh Allen isn't throwing two interceptions and then fumbling the ball. Right. Um, But, I mean, he still had – if you take away the interceptions, he was 31 for 47 and 264 yards. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, man, if he could have got a touchdown under there, he would have at least been able to, well, he would have completely reconciled <laughs> the week after that matter. I'm, I was thinking that just stats alone. I'm like, you would have won the game. <laughs> it's like, what am I talking about here? Yeah. You just did your damn job for one quarter. Just one quarter. You didn't have to do it for the other three. That's all it would have took the week to be in. And, and now my point is, if Buffalo just takes another back door, another back seat, and now I, I have to reexamine this team because it's like I don't know if they necessarily now have... they gotta really prove it to me that you're you're that team in the right. NFC. I ain't gonna say they don't have the clutch gene, but I mean y'all have y'all y'all have a way of just come, you know going Drops out there some really suspect games this year. That's what I'm saying. You you know, it's like I can't feel confident you going into playoffs thinking like, yeah, they just gonna steamroll through. Man, let me see and get kick let's kick off and I gotta watch y'all play. You know, it's just I don't feel confident knowing that they can drop games like this because yeah. there's no rhyme or reason to it, and they'll come back next week and score thirty five. You know, it's just this like, is which I'm expecting them to do against the Jets. I'm expecting them to score fifty against yeah, the Jets. But I, I mean, but are we now? Are we? Are we I am. Is, I, is, I, is it responsible to really? Dawson Knox is going to be back. They're going to be just fine. Because <laughs> yeah, we know where to. We know who the true MVP. Oh, jo- jo- oh, Buffalo fans, Buffalo Nation, whatever y'all call yourselves out there, Bills Nation, Bills Mafia, Bills Mafia. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, in northern New York State. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, um, I, I mean, y'all can, I ain't going to say it, it can never be as painful. <laughs> y'all can rank this kind of loss over there with that Super Bowl, them four Ooh. Super Bowl runs. You know. I don't think you can. Those are two separate things. <laughs> Not really. It oh, is, but God. it ain't all at the same time. It, it comes with that kind of shocker. Like, that's quite a, that's quite a take. How can you do this? <laughs> you can't be this damn good and lose to this team, like, it's like, I mean, high highs and low lows. That's all yeah. I'm saying. It's just where there's, when there's no middle ground, no substance in the, I'm sorry, I'm out. You just, you, you're not going to. They're going to have to earn my I, trust I, I'm back done after with the this whole, one. And I, and, I, and I certainly don't want to see this followed up, which will just completely teach nobody anything. If they find a way in like week 17, 18, and just all of a sudden they catch lightning in the bottle, run the table and what is that to be said about this nonsense? You know, <laughs> it's still everything because there's a problem. You know, yeah, I, I'm out. They, they, they're, they're still in the talks. They just not. They're not. They're not the lead. They're not the lead dog right now. Not at the moment. Uh, yeah, they, they take a hit this week losing this game the way that they did. Oh, this is vicious. This is like Alabama losing to Illinois. <sighs> yeah, is that of that Nate? Yeah, you seen Illinois football in the last? No, because they suck. Two decades. Uh- <laughs> 
No, because they suck. I would say three, but I, I honestly, I, yeah. Do they have a football team all the way back then? <laughs> they don't have one now. True, true. <laughs> that is so true. All right. Horrible. Ravens are taking on the Vikings. They get an overtime victory, 34-31. Lamar Jackson, 266 yards on 27 of 41 passing, three touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, 21 carries for 120 yards. Lamar Jackson, no, I'm kidding. My- <laughs> Marquise Brown, <laughs> nine reception for 116 yards. Uh, what- This is, I- for what we've been saying and what I've been kind of harping on this entire time uh, when-, when it comes to the Ravens, their biggest weakness is their is their receiving core. But, hey, Marquise Brown got after it today. He finally showed that he can be a serviceable wide receiver. I don't think I have an issue with him being a part of your receiving core. I just wish they had a true consistent number one. That's the difference to me. Um, but every now and again, you can have a game like this. And for so that's one thing. Marquise Brown, props to you for having a, a, a fantastic game. Uh, but Lamar, ja- this is Lamar Jackson's show. I mean, he he's really trying to make a bid for the MVP race right now. Uh, he has a legitimate claim. Uh, I mean, legit. Like, if not, he should be leaving. <clears throat> um I have some things to talk about. We, with we that. could get into that. I'm, I, <laughs> we will. But he he has a very strong case for MVP. Period, yeah, hands down. Oh, I mean, for sure. He's definitely in the talks. If but. he wins it, it's not like something that I'm going to be like, oh, that's a uh, like. You're not going to no. you're not going to be up in arms about no, him winning. And MVP. it's not like it's just like the you know the hot new toy that just yeah. came out either. It's this is consistency, and it's it's the that fact way. that now you can so rookie season you didn't even trust him to start the season. You still had Joe Flacco out there. You still rolled him out. You put him out there during the playoffs when kind of things started to fall apart with Joe Flacco, and you guys backdoor your way into the playoffs, and then boom, you you have this game uh, where he, where you have the questions of oh now these running quarterbacks definitely what are you going to do when they when they start fumbling the ball like crazy, uh, but that's one thing. Then he has another with last year two years ago rather uh, he he had an MVP season. Mm-hmm. Then he comes back in in the following year and makes has a statement win in the playoffs. So I, I will say they they he has gotten progressively better every year. But the biggest thing is, is that you're going coming out of last year, you were like, okay, he's definitely gotten better as a passer. But can you trust him as a passer? This right. game, I think, is kind of making that statement. I think it's kind of. We're 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 we've already taken that turn down that road of saying that this dude can be trusted as the quarterback and the runner and the leading rusher of your team, but this really this game really starts to put put the pedal down on that on that turn like you're just going off with it because now he this this was 41 pass attempts and you get 266 yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions. You have two. Oh, you did. I miss those. Right, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, when you you make up for it with the touchdowns, and you make up for it when you're on the ground, twenty one carries for 120 yards. That's specifically him himself, 386 yards of total offense. Just Lamar Jackson. Exactly, and another reference to a dual threat. Yeah, in a you know player, and he, if. <clears throat> This is the definition of what a utility player is, you know, is like just filling in and plugging in the holes where needed. And he did that. Has to pass the ball. Don't have a stud receiving core, but 
has serviceable wide receivers. <laughs> hmm? So he's doing this without a number one wide receiver. And arguably not even a number two, but you know. That's a question for another day. But, <laughs> yeah, but Sammy Watkins never coming back. You know, and then you got the rookie guy, and, you know, and of course Hollywood Brown, but Bateman uh, had a nice day. No, he, he, he did overall. I'm just saying no, I was it was no knock. It was yeah. just saying, it was just showing that it's you don't see that type of success with that kind of setup on anybody's team. You know, it's just Lamar Jackson has picked up the slack wherever it was needed outside of the defense, you know. And if I mean if and if you want to sit there and spin it and say, well, his great offense is his defense, you know, like fine. He's doing everything. And I mean literally doing it all um in spite of what's what's going on here. Now, Personally, I'm pissed at Minnesota. Not, I'm pissed for for very. It's very very rare. I'll find you'll find me rooting for them for some reason or another. Oh, yeah. And this one, you know, for the sake of the AFC battle and all this, and you know, and Baltimore's had some suspect wins and some, you know, they've been some very close games and stuff because they they're having some defensive issues, which is a very weird thing that's happening right now. But, <laughs> but I digress. Need to hear another. <clears throat> Now, I'm t- I'm I'm saying I'm having a problem with Minnesota after, and this was specifically and especially after last night's game. Oh yeah. Now, the Bears lose and Minnesota lose. The Bears had the game taken from them. Minnesota did everything to give the game away, and I'm like, <laughs> why the hell did you even go to Baltimore if you're not even trying to win the game? You know, it was just like. My goodness, and if I every single time I root for this team, they never show up. I don't care what scenario it is; it does not matter. This is why I don't fool with the purple. It's just they, Minnesota fans. I ain't gonna even say I feel y'all pain, y'all idiots, <laughs> to, to continue to put y'all 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 emotions on the line for a team, a franchise that suspect. You I, cannot trust a team. That continues to trot out a quarterback that a solid performance from him is seven for, 17 for 28, 187 yards, and two touchdowns. The only thing that is good from that is that he does not turn the ball over by throwing it to the other team. Oh, I'm not done with the fan base. Let me get the, I don't know if you caught this. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Minnesota fans, I have to say that I'm done with the game. Okay. The Baltimore. Congrats, y'all pulled it off. I wasn't really against y'all like that. I was just saying, if I had to choose somebody, I was taking my taking Minnesota in the, for this, just for the sake of a shakeup in the AFC. Whatever, that's neither here nor there. Minnesota, y'all didn't want it. Y'all didn't want it enough, and y'all lost it. This is my thing. I think y'all should have gotten enough of obnoxiously doing this damn skull chant on the road. It can't be more disrespectful than somebody running out to the star and posing in Dallas. It's the same difference. They in the stands. You want to stop it by the damn tickets. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm saying you're in Baltimore. Yeah. And, you, and I'm like, of course, we've seen it. A NFC championship. They're going to go on, on the damn Philadelphia Rocky steps and then. Really? Y'all traveled all the way over there to do that nonsense? It's nonsense. And they get ramrodded by the Eagles? Absolutely. And then this is deep in the fourth quarter. They started doing it in the stand. I couldn't believe what I was like. <laughs> I didn't catch that. that. I did not see that. I'm not even a Baltimore <laughs> Ravens fan. 
I felt so disrespected. Like, <laughs> you really gonna go to other people's stadiums? I bet with one this of those nonsense? Minnesota fans got knocked out. Just, right there in the stands. I wouldn't. Be, I'm I would sure not if be surprised. I Google it, I will find some some kind of some kind of incident has happened after that game because it, the it's just a level of, you know what, for a fan that's bush league. That's that's the way to really come down to. There's some things you can and can't do. Like that's like me going, uh, me going over to Dallas, as a, as an example. Not doing the start. I I use any other team. Give me any other team. Any other team. Uh, let's go with the Steelers. Me going to Heinz Field, you know, me and 40 of us, and we just started doing a tomahawk chop all throughout uh, the game, man. you know. You know, like, it's just. Not in that stadium, yeah. It's my point. Exactly. <laughs> and you say at Pittsburgh, really, even better, even greater. <laughs> really going to make my point for me. That's, that's what that, I'm like, have y'all not learned anything from history? You know, like, secure the victory and then do the little change. That, I. They fan base is so ass backwards for me. I'm sorry. And and I don't mean no disrespect in the aspect that y'all are not intelligent or anything like that. It's just y'all fan. Nah, you picked the freaking Vikings to root for. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> pick them to root for. Them. No, no, no. I'm saying you said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. <sighs> it's 30, 31 other teams, man. I, I would. Look, this is a good time to jump off. That's all I'm throwing out there. Moving on. <clears throat> uh, Well. Yeah, the game again. Congrats to the Ravens. That was a good win for you guys to to pick that one up. Uh, Vikings got to do better. Um, Chargers took on the Eagles. They get a win, a close one, and a twenty-seven twenty-four victory for for the Chargers on the road. Uh, kind of getting back right. Um, Justin Fields had him. Or sorry, Justin Fields. Justin Herbert, great, great player, great player. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Justin Herbert had himself a day, thirty-two for thirty-eight. Just again, damn near perfect. Uh, 356 yards and two touchdowns on the day. Uh, they played really well, especially with kind of Austin Eckler taking a back seat today, uh, or yes, two days ago. Uh, 17 carries for 59 yards and no touchdowns. Um, and then Keenan Allen f- showed back up again. Finally, Jesus Christ, I've been waiting for him to where he been get back to it. But now he's still on my roster and my starting lineup. Twelve receptions, 104 yards on 13 targets. That that's massive. Welcome back, sir. Thank Welcome God, back, Jesus, Allen. man. Let's keep that up. Uh, so I mean, I mean this. I don't really have much to say about Philadelphia because didn't have a lot of your 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 guys in this game. Plus, I mean, Jalen Hurts looked serviceable for a young quarterback. Uh, Eleven for 17, 162 yards and a touchdown. Uh, solid game there. Jordan Howard, Jesus Christ, looking like Chicago Jordan Howard. 17 carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Look at Jalen Hurts, right up under. True. 10 for 62. I'm talking about saying, we, 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 we just bragged and did the whole, you know, Lamar Jackson thing. This a poor man's version of the same thing. I mean, I mean 264 total yards of offense, or 200. Right. I mean, yeah. like, man, give him 40, 50 more yards and another touchdown. Hey, guess what? You know? It's true. <laughs> just saying, like his numbers were good. It's just it, when you're losing, the numbers kind of get skewed, and people stop to listen, tend to not look at him. I'm like, he's very efficient. He's a, he's a good he's a good player, and uh, it's just going to be a matter of can Philadelphia put a team around him is really what that comes down to. But good win for for the Chargers getting like I said, getting back on track here. Uh, kind of getting. I mean, they're they're taking command. They're trying to take command and get pull away in this. Uh, crowded uh AFC West division right now. Shout out to Deontay Smith. Devontae Smith, yeah. 
five for one sixteen and a touchdown. Had himself a day. Yeah, and then look at his look who you know the heir apparent passed up, Jalen Rager. <laughs> I'm so. That was a bad. So was you know what's funny? Oh God, that was horrible. You know who that could have been? I have no idea. That could have been Justin Jefferson. They passed up on Justin. Justin, they traded up to go get Jalen Rager instead of getting Justin Jefferson. Yeah, this guy's a mess. <laughs> when, he, when you know, come next year or so, I you know I don't know why I expect to see him in Vegas at some point. I don't know. Mm. Raiders have a, have Hope a tendency of just picking up these obscure wide receivers from just wherever. Raiders know. receivers and corners over there are looking really suspect right now, so let's hope that's not the case. Um, the Chiefs get a win. Back on track. What was that? Back-to-back wins? Against the Packers. Packers fall to 7-2. and two. Uh, No no. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers in this game. 17 and 13 to 7. Yeah, I mean, impressive. absolutely um hey (laughs) they 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 really made it tough for jordan love to get anything going offensively over there and the chiefs chiefs defense finally puts up a, a very respectable performance um and offensively still have a lot to freaking figure out um gonna have to put a b ABP out of here on this offense because um, since week uh, eight or eight, week seven, haven't seen him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what 27 points in two weeks. That's not enough. That's usually what you do on in the third quarter. Going <laughs> out there. But um, that's a problem. That's a problem brewing. And now when we can say that the defense looked better than the offense. Is when we were than, already it's, questioning this it's defense. It's worse than you think. Yeah, it's this is not good. No, um, God, they're 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 rolling at at bub, like bubble team level right now. Like just suspectly, just you know, make a break five hundred. <laughs> y'all are not that team. I mean, y'all defense, damn, <laughs> worse. But that offense is too damn good. And I've seen I've seen this model before. This was the Miami the nineties Miami Dolphins model with Dan Marino. High-powered offense and very, very suspect defense. And the offense always carried the team. All I'm saying is the model does work. It don't win championships, but it do give you the playoffs. Yeah. But right now, I don't think they have subscribed to trying to figure out whether their issues are on the offensive or the defensive side. I just think that the defense has been so bad, it is now starting to affect the offense. Is it? Do you think this is more of a – this game specifically, going back to Kansas City-Green Bay, was this more of Kansas City not figuring out and not being efficient as an offense, or is this more about Green Bay's defense stepping up? Well, Green Bay does have the tendency of showing up defensively from time to time. And more times than not, I will give them credit, they seem to step up in the bigger games. Mm-hmm. They just seem to, you know, when it matters most, they defense show up when it don't matter most. Yeah, they don't. Their defense plays up to the competition, but also plays down to their competition. Absolutely, one hundred percent, and that's the thing. A very chameleon type defense, so it unfortunately, cannot go under the category of good. Just, <laughs> but they good defense <laughs> performance showed up, like you know, and you can't. 
if you're telling me you held, quote unquote, held Kansas City to 13 in the loss, are you telling me that y'all defense, yeah, y'all that, that's like number one defense, you know, type yeah. of stuff. And that's not the vibe I got watching the game. So it's, I know what we're saying, like just based on the score, the score is very misleading to what was really going on. I mean, it's again, Kansas City is just struggling on both sides of the ball. That's the defense did look better, but that does not mean that the defense has been fixed because it is not. I will say, if this is any in any indication of what Green Bay is going to look like without Aaron Rodgers, can't freaking wait. Aaron Rodgers to Denver is all I gotta say. All right. I'm good with that. Arizona uh, <laughs> took on San Francisco in a divisional tilt uh, later on in the day. 31-17, to 17, they absolutely decimated this San Francisco team. And I think that that is, as you were just gesturing, the finishing blow to San Francisco this year where they lose a divisional game without Kyler Murray to go up against, without DeAndre Hopkins to go against, and I do believe still no J.J. Watt to go against. Nope. Hey, J.J. Watt, I think he's done for the season. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to have uh, season-ending surgery. So, and yeah. And takes the series sweep. Yeah, they they manhandled them. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo tried to put up a respectable performance in the second half, uh, like he did against Chicago, but this one did not turn out the same way. So, in essence... <clears throat> Arizona got caught on a short week facing a Green Bay team who caught lightning de- in the bottle without their receivers. Desperately playing. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, Arizona's that team. I yeah. mean, that, if there was any indication to come back and go to San Francisco and do what you just did. James freaking Connor, 21 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns, and might I add, a receiving stat line of five receptions for 77 yards and an additional touchdown. What a dude. <laughs> uh, definitely team MVP. I mean, MVP, uh, MVP of the week. MVP <laughs> of the week. Definitely player of the week or the day or whatever you want to call it. Whatever, however they use. FedEx ground player of the week. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. You know, that just, yeah. That USPS dialed it in <laughs> award or whatever, you know, just, I mean, did it Jeez, all. Uh, he was fantastic this game. I mean, he had multiple, like, big plays. I think he had at least three plays of over 20 yards, and he had one 40-yard reception that went for the touchdown. Yeah. So, and if anybody remember, the man used to be a featured back. So, it. I think this a, is a test Arizona figured it out. The thing is, you can't run. Mm-mm. You can't. Oh, go ahead. Arizona just has an offensive line compared to him in Pittsburgh with that suspect offensive line. You saw what the hell happened to Najee Harris last night. He got a touchdown in the first quarter. He didn't get a touchdown in the first quarter whatever, but he was (laughs) shut down for the rest of the game. Najee Harris didn't do anything after that. No, he had one big play, big play. It was a 14-yard carry. True. We can't get into those stats. (laughs) <laughs> refs got it all into so it yeah, yeah yeah it happened but it didn't happen so I get it but you right back to Connor this this was, was, but that's what out. I was saying this is the difference between a, a good offensive line and a bad offensive line and what wh- how this can completely shape a career he is having a an event this, this is a completely different James Connor than what we've seen in Pittsburgh 
Yeah, this uh man, almost a hundred yards on the ground. Damn near almost hundred in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, this game is this arguably is, is, can we say this was his best game of his career? Um, because I can't remember him having a three touchdown game in the past. In I would say so. The only thing I would be looking for is stop freaking putting the ball on the damn turf. Can you can you stop fumbling, please? Mm. <laughs> it happens too often. It's like once a week. It's whether it's recovered or not. Right. At least it feels like every single week he's putting the ball on the turf. That's the only thing. That's the only gripe that I have with James Conner at this point. Yeah. Um, got to see two featured. Um, they 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 threw out two. I, Man, Arizona's deep. Like, now we got this. Um, what is it? Eno Benjamin. Oh yeah, Eno Benjamin had a, had himself a pretty solid game. I mean, nine for thirty nine, and and he had a, had one touchdown. Um, then, I mean, we're only going to see more James Conner with the fact that Chase Chase Edmonds has gone down. Right, and exactly, and so and Edmonds going to be out for a few weeks. So we'll see. I hopefully they they don't you know. All of a sudden, he comes out there, gets three carries, and then go into oblivion again. But I, um, to see next man up and see him step it up, and then man, Anton, uh, Antonio Wesley. I, I oh yeah, that one I was receiver. confused. I was like, who the hell is that? Wide receiver number six. <laughs> wide receiver six on the depth chart. You know, like I mean, but still, and had a solid day. It's it's and no Kyler Murray. That's no the Kyler. Yeah, thing. this was this is all with Colt McCoy. <laughs> I said that. Leaving out the whole Deshaun, the, 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 DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. <laughs> I mean, my they that team. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. They are that team. Um, I don't care what y'all. You say what you want to say. Arizona's that team. So, and then defensively, they shut down Elijah Mitchell, who has been going off from week to like Elijah who eight for thirty six, no touchdowns. When Elijah Mitchell has been absolutely kind of setting the league on fire for the last three four weeks. And made this team one. I mean, yeah, their defense made San Francisco one dimensional. It was just an air attack. Forced Jimmy Garoppolo to just air it out. Not his strength. Jimmy Garoppolo is a balanced attack yeah. quarterback. And they took that run game completely away. And yeah, Elijah Mitchell was completely a non factor. All right. Um, San, uh, Tennessee goes on the road as well this week. This was the other <laughs> upset. Jesus Christ. And really gave the Rams the business. 28 to 16. I mean, this was over in the first half. I mean, 21 to 3, and then they just kind of coasted for the rest of the game. Yeah, played the clock out and, you know, just clock management. Um, Tennessee is, like I was, it was, we were discussing offline. I mean, I'm just, you know, off airs. I believe they've become that new tough out team. Um, taking, the role of what would I usually would um reserve to Philadelphia. Just is mm. that number one, you just don't want to face this team on your schedule, period. The only thing is is that they win though. <laughs> I don't That's know. The only Philadelphia Tennessee used to win. I mean talking about Philadelphia today. I'm okay. just talking about I'm talking about historically, but just like over the last decade or so. It's just that was like they they have become that new that team. Like yeah. you just do not want to really face this team. I mean you can beat them, but it, you ain't gonna go. You 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 you're gonna have a few people on the injury list. You go. You losing something after this game <laughs> to win. You have to lose. You know, yeah. it's almost. And I don't. Oh God, I wouldn't want to see them on my schedule. Yes, can they be beat? Absolutely. It's just it's it just if it is going to just affect 
your overall success and continuity and, and, and consistency and whatever it is you're doing, and if you're rolling, they're going to come in there and disrupt that. You know, and just whether it's a win or a loss, they're disrupting in one way or another. But I mean, to go into LA and just, I mean, literally look them dead in the eye and smack them in the mouth and walk away. Yeah. I, you couldn't have told me I, I seen that coming because I didn't. That just, it just seemed like the Rams just, just got stalled. They were stalled in the gate. And they just, you know, the gate opened and nothing. The horse just sat there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so they just got going too, too late in the game. And I, what I, I guess, again, on any given Sunday, uh, any team can just, you know, just don't have it that week for whatever reason or don't have it in the first half. But that was my takeaway. They, this this just, was that same. Yeah. That was this was that situation. They just came out flat in the first half. Yeah. And, and they could never get it back going. Uh, it looked like once they got jumped on top of by Tennessee, it looked like uh, Sean McVay was at a loss for ideas on how to fix it. So when you got when you got. <laughs> When you have Sean McVay looking confused on the sideline, you're like, all right, let's pack it in. Let's just make sure everybody get, stays healthy. We'll we'll play this game out, and we're, we're just going to go compete for next week. That's what we're doing. I would have lost everything I owned in this game. <laughs> if somebody would have I wouldn't. Walked, I, well, I would never bet this game, no, Tennessee. No, no. If, if, <laughs> if sports better came to me and was like, I'm going to give you the Rams and take it off, it's good. I would have lost everything. They didn't even cover the spread. They no, they didn't. I'm like seven and a half. Come on. At home on a Sunday night. It's just like, oh my God. You can, everything was set up for, man, this is a slam dunk. I'm going to win three million. <laughs> no, now I owe three million and now I'm in hiding. <laughs> They're after me. <laughs> I don't have three million dollars. <laughs> that is going to put a bookend on week nine yeah. of the NFL. This was... Uh, uh hated week nine. This is horrible. Ref sucked. Football sucked. Yeah, Sunday and Monday night is not good to you. <laughs> so that that is going to wrap that up. Uh-